I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. First John chapter two, verses thirteen and fourteen. This week we continue with the series titled "Vision and Commission," with further sharing from brothers Manuel Chen and Ricky Acosta on the commission that accompanies genuine vision. This meeting was held during the 2014 International Memorial Day Conference in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Now, I would like to say this: that、uh, this ministry, this ministry, this job, this this commission.、Um, Is on the one hand to serve in the church,、uh, you know, all the different services and things. But I would say this ministry is always, is always something aggressive, something aggressive, and that is based on your testimonies again. What doing something to what to advance the gospel, doing something to bear fruit. Uh, I don't care whether it's children's, neighbor children's meeting, or young people, or college work, or or, or、uh, your colleagues at work. Isn't that good? That brother who said he found out this guy who got the track is just living above him, right?、Uh, I, I think I think I just have a burden that your age group, your this group, you you、uh, you don't really need any more pampering.、Uh, You're beyond that. You're well equipped、um, to live,、uh, not just being pampered and being self-centered and all of this. You, you, you are well equipped, well able, in your present circumstances, which is hardly perfect, to what? To go forward and minister, to minister life, to minister Christ, to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus. To all those around you, I think this is really what you need to do.、Uh, I don't even want to throw in the word God of being way because it can stir all kinds of this and that. I just say go. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. Amen. Amen. Question number two: What do you want me to do, Lord? I will tell you that that vision, in experience, not only that vision will supply you. And keep me going. In my experience, the commission also nourishes me and supplies me. Today, if I don't have a commission, I just、uh, I just saw these visions. I will tell you, I can go away and still be rather self-centered. Oh, I need the vision. I, I see the vision. Then what? Paul says, I appear to you so that you can go tell people about me. But for the reason that I appear to you is the very reason that I'm sending you to go forward to the Gentiles, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the authority of Satan to God, to help them to receive forgive, forgiveness of sins and the inheritance that they have received with those who are in the faith. Brothers and sisters, this is our commission. 
And what a encouragement this afternoon, what a joy this afternoon, what a happiness this afternoon when I see so many of you in the ages of 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe that's getting a little bit out there, um, all in your various situations, stages, having babies and, and, and tired from the day, whatever, still what? Still redeeming the time. And what? Fulfilling your commission. I, I tell you, this world will be changed. We'll be turned around, we'll be turned upside down by you. Not by some big, big, gifted, whatever person, but by so many of you living in this way. Amen? Uh, what time is it? Oh, goodness, all right. Yes, I leave a little, little time for, uh, for um, maybe to say something. Um, now, let me remind you of uh, uh, one more thing, and that is uh, uh, for the benefit of those who are younger and so on. Um, don't forget First uh, John chapter 2. Young man. Okay, this is a word for the young man. Young man has four characteristics, okay? Um, well, the main characteristic of the young man is this. They're strong and they are overcomers. This young man actually includes middle age, middle age what they call the waist, you know, or the backbone of the body. That's all of you. So you are young. Uh, excuse me, a young man, you are strong. Uh, this afternoon, I want to tell you, I want to pump faith into you. I want to inject a dose of faith into you. And I'm going to tell you that you are strong. Yeah. I refuse to believe anything else. You are strong. You better tell the devil that. I am strong. Yeah. Paul says, whenever I'm weak, I am strong. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Because the strong one is in you. Greater is the one who is in you. Am I right? Yeah. You are strong and you have overcome. What? The evil one. I am an overcomer. Can you say that? Which is a fact. This is a fact. Don't say anything else. An overcomer is just a normal Christian. I am strong and overcomer. Amen. Alright? There are four characteristics. Don't forget about it. Number one, the word, the abiding word. To stay strong, to be an overcomer, number one, the word. Every day. You need the word every day. Morning afternoon, evening, you need the word. The word will do the job. Alright? The world. The, the, the word. Number two, do not love the world. We have a message on the vision of the world. The second W. Negative W. Do not love the world. It is a fight. It is a fight. It is a fight, brothers and sisters. But do not love the world. Number three, number three what? Number three is um, uh, the world with all its lusts and they will pass away and so on. What? But he who does the will of the Father will abide forever. That, 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 that does means practice. It means in Greek a frequent habitual practice. Not once in a while, oh God, what's your will to go east or go west? That's not the will of God. The will of God is a perpetual practice. It's called our church life today. It's called the Lord's move today, all 
right? We stay in that will. This is third W, the three W's. Practice the will of God all the time, right? Let the word dwell in you, amen? You don't love the world, and what? Practice the will of God. And this will what? This will, you will fulfill the Lord's commission with your generation. Amen. I think this is, this is my word for you. Ah, number four, I forgot. I actually have one more thing for the newer ones among us, and we don't have the time here. And that is, I did a thorough calculation of the chronos, your time, chronos, the second. I have it. If you want to come to me, I figured it out, all right? I figured out the 168 hours that the Lord gave all of us, the same, the Lord is fair, 168 hours, everyone we have, minus the sleep time of eight hours a day, seven days a week, is 112 hours. Of the 112 hours of waiting hours, we need to what? We need to give the Lord the tithing. The best of those hours. Just like you give them the, from your paycheck, you give the best to the Lord. At least one, at least 10% tithing, but better more than that. And I figured out all the time that you need to have morning revival, go and um, go to meetings, to visit people, coordinate. That comes up to about about 21 hours a week. That's about times seven, seven divided into 21, three hours a day. Three hours a day is, should be given to the Lord. The Lord is not asking that much, just three hours a day. And you will still have at least 49 to 50 hours for yourself, besides work, besides work. I, I did all that already, so you cannot debate with me. Not the argument, uh, the case is on my side, and so, it is just to be fair, not owing the Lord anything. And brothers and sisters, we really are not asking. The Lord, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Um, he just, uh, he, he, he will not demand from us more than what you can handle. This is a very, very fair thing. All right? Just to underscore, uh, highlight some things that Brother Minero just mentioned because my burden is very much along the line of this matter of commission. Because this was my experience um, in this stage uh, and also with those that are uh, around us, um, uh, especially there in New York. Um, this matter of commission, I, wanna, I just want to say amen. Not only vision, supplies us, commission supplies us. You know, when, we, when, uh, when I was uh, 18, we got a call to, to come to uh, Anaheim at that time. This was 1976. And 500 of us descended upon Anaheim and Huntington Beach and uh, to be trained, that's what we were told. We were going to be trained, but our training was very different than the training that Many of you have passed through and what we have there in Anaheim. Our training was that they divided us into, I think, six groups, maybe it was seven, and then they told us, go practice the church life. And that's how the church in Irvine began, Fullerton, Santa Ana, and these places. I went to Irvine. And uh, saints in their teens and 20-somethings, the oldest ones, 
we, we, we actually called them the baby elders. They were in their early 30s. And we were there with a commission. And, uh, and, and, and we learned a lot. And, and that was a feeling to us. Well, uh, about, it was 11 years ago, uh, we, we, we had a, uh, it's not a migration because uh, it's still in the same city, so we just call it a district. But if it were in any, any other city in the United States, it would be a migration because, you know, in Orange County, California, I think 12 cities make up the county. In New York City, five counties make up the city. So we were sent to Manhattan and there were about 80 of us, but some elderly Chinese speaking and the rest were young adults in this age group, late 20s to, I mean, uh, from the teens through, through the 20s. And every aspect of the church life they had to do, and they had to practice. The, the practical things to the buying the supplies, to the cleaning of the bathrooms, to the maintenance of the hall, to, to all the practical services of the children's meeting and the finance service and sisters learn how to bake the bread for the Lord's table. So many things they've never touched or been involved with. Plus, the spiritual services of the prophesying and the responsibility of the meetings and the, the, the responsibility for the group meetings and the shepherding of the saints. They were just thrust thrusted into all of these services. And I think there was a lot of learning and there was a lot of blessing. And during those days, actually before we did that for a couple of years, we were meeting, we had meetings somewhat like this to encourage the, this, this age group that actually to some extent, don't misunderstand what I'm going to say, to, to some extent, you don't need more knowledge. What you need is a lot of application of what we already know. And of course, we always need to, to go on, and we always need to learn more and to see more. But, but don't you feel that if you learn how to apply what you've already learned, you would go quite far? And so, and, and, and those kind of situations, those kind of situations are not, are not struggles, they are opportunities. And, and in, at the time when we started, we had about 30 in this age group, there was one married couple, one married couple, no kids. Uh, today that couple has four and one on the way. And let me tell you, for, for by a period of time there were four, uh, mom and dad with four kids in a one bedroom apartment for the Lord's testimony. You know, that's a certain mindset that you need. And, I, I, and this is what I, I think Brother Minero was describing. Though, you know, we, if you're living in big city like that, you know, we're not the only ones that pass through that. We're not the only ones with these struggles. But we are the only ones that have these struggles with the resurrected Christ within us. So we have supply to pass through. And if you have a vision and you have a commission, you can do quite much. You can do quite much. Uh, there was, there was an, another example. We have a, a, a couple. They have, also have four kids. We have a lot of kids in this district. Just like you know, we, among us here. And, and some saints, some older saints in another district were feeling sorry for them. Because what? It's mom and dad, four kids in a two-bedroom place. And they were thinking, oh, what can we do? And, and so I told them, brothers, these saints are not suffering. These saints are quite happy. And so actually this couple happened to come to my house this week. 
and I, and, I, and, and I asked the sister, sister, I just, want to, I just want to make sure for the record, are you happy? And she said, most of the time. And actually, not only four kids in a two-bedroom apartment, but they were given hospitality to another couple for like four days. And, and, and she said, what a joy it is just to be in the center of the church life. And saints, you know, when, when, um, when we started the, the, this, uh, this district, um, we, we encouraged the brothers and sisters very much. You need to have times to come together. And, and just like this, actually, just like, I, I, almost, I also am so encouraged by what we heard here today. We need to encourage each other with our experiences of Christ. Because, because we need to know how each other applied the things we've learned. And we pick up things. Actually, I picked up some things. I'd like to fellowship with some saints from what I heard here this afternoon. And, and we need to strengthen each other and encourage one another. Because the supply is in the body. So saints, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just very encouraged this afternoon. And I hope that we could continue to encourage one another. And not, not just live for these two times, you know, each, you know, that we have now each, each year. But even uh, this testimony of our sister from Berkeley about the moms. I hope moms, some of the young moms, I'm very burdened for the young moms. I hope you need to call Berkeley and find out how, how they do it. And, and learn from one another. And follow the patterns that have been established among us. I'll tell you, I, I just, I'll close with this. I met with a group of nine young moms a couple of years ago. And I shared with them, with the babies in the middle, just like what you said. Because if you don't do it with the babies, you can't get them together. So you can't take that fellowship because it's just, you know, too crazy and screaming and so on. We shared with them, we shared with them about the, the need of the prayer of the sisters and the legacy that we've had in the Lord's recovery of the sisters' prayer meeting. And I hope some of our young stay-at-home moms can pick up this kind of burden. The churches desperately need this. We need to pray for the churches, for the Lord's move. We need to pray for the co-workers and for the health of the co-workers. I hope some sisters would pick this burden up. We share with them about the children. Oh, sisters, you have a unique opportunity to do something that we cannot carry out. The work with the children in the, in the church and also in the neighborhoods. And then thirdly, sisters, release your husbands for the church life. Amen. Now, they need to take care of you. They need to do what they need to do. But you know there's grace. There's grace to be able to support your husbands to have the proper uh, going on in the church life. But saints, anyway, I hope we can continue to encourage one another, strengthen one another, and, and draw the supply. But I just want to repeat this. Vision supplies and commission supplies. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.